This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. number 346 of what did you watch this week my name is mike my name is john how you doing buddy good how about yourself doing all right i reckon doing all right i reckon uh i didn't really watch a whole lot this week i have no movies to speak of to discuss wow i i also have no movies but i uh i did have some stuff that i watched this week and I have a feeling that as we get into it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I did watch that. I did watch that. But I also uh, am rewatching a show that Julie is watching for the first time. So spent a lot of time with that. And oh, what uh, shows that? That would be Ted Lasso. Oh, you got to try to catch up for before season three picks up. Yeah. So normally, like with dinners like tonight, you know, quick dinners, we're like, oh, half hour show. Let, let's put on a half hour show while we eat. And uh, yep. the other night. We didn't have one, you know, I was hoping to have like ghosts or something, which didn't, we, we didn't have it at the moment. And I was like, you know what? Uh, Ted Lasso season three is coming. I want you to at least try it. Just at least try it. She's like, okay. Um, so we've taken down 14 episodes so far in the past couple of days. So um, you're almost done the first couple of seasons. It, all 10 episodes of season one, season two has 12 and we've oh, done right. four of them, uh, which we ended on the Christmas episode which was phenomenal. The the whole mm-hmm. show is phenomenal. Like I'm loving it, watching it the second time. And uh, like, she's gotten very emotional in a number of places and has said to me more than once, thank you for bringing this into my life. Um, it's, it's so frigging good. Like I know we were ranting and raving about it when we were watching it live. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's going to happen again soon. Cause we got like, what it's, I think it's, st patrick's day or something like it's just it's in a couple of days a week maybe that it comes back and uh yeah we will be absolutely caught up by then and be able to watch it live and oh god so good it is such a good show march 15th so nine days wednesday march the 15th i uh so, did you ever watch Twin Peaks? You know, I tried to well after the fact. I mean, I'm talking like, you know, within the past couple of years. I tried to go yeah. back and watch it, and I could never really get hooked to it. Well, in 2017, they came back with that, that revival season. And uh, there's always, like, everyone seems to love it, and they praise it, and... and it's a cult favorite, and on and on and on. and Yeah. And, you know, and I just... Same way with the big Lebowski, which I never really got into. That's a good movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. But anyhow, so I decided to sit down with Kate and watch the pilot episode. 
which is a feature length double episode, if you will, because, you know, they're 45 minutes. So this was 94 minutes. It was a pilot episode was essentially like a TV movie of the week type thing. And this is the original run, not the real. Yes, from 1990. Yep. So, all right. Kate zoned out probably partway through and was like, yeah, I'm not paying attention to this anymore. Okay. Um, which I completely understand. I mean, I, I will I will akin to this to The Office. I have tried to watch The Office multiple times, and I just can't stand Steve Carell's character, Michael Scott. Like, I just can't stand him. It's such a turnoff. I just don't I don't get the appeal. I don't care about it, so I don't watch it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So here's here's how I describe the show to my buddy Brandon, because I asked him if he had watched it. And he said no. He tried to watch it. He just couldn't get through the first episode. It's a good story. Like it's a good murder mystery story that has me interested as to what's happened in this town. But this good murder mystery story is surrounded by very cheesy music, almost like soap opera style. Mm -hmm. Over the top bad acting, Mm -hmm. cheesy acting, Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. acting. Um, It's very. Oh, what's a word they use to describe someone who is like crazy, but they're not eccentric. It's very eccentric. Yes, I remember people likening it to that. Yes, so I, I managed to get through the pilot, the movie, if you will. I am going to jump into episode two. There's only eight episodes in the first season. I am going to jump into it and, and see if what I can do with it. Okay. That, that was a big yawn. Yeah, I know. Sorry. It hit me all of a sudden. But yeah, so I'm going to jump into it to see what I can do with it. Um, not tonight, uh, tonight after we're done, I am going to try to watch the pilot episode of the (laughs) X-Files. Have you ever watched that show before? Once or twice. Uh, the reason why is because, uh, Scully walks into Mulder's office for the first time ever on March 6th, 1992, according to the TV show. And they put it on the screen. And today we, as we're recording, this is March 6th, 2023. I realize. Ah. it's 41 years later, 30, 31 years later. Um, but this September is also the 30th anniversary officially of the X-Files. So I think I'm going to try to watch that today. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see what time we finish up. Um, hmm. um, Sounds like it should be the, enjoyable. Yeah. The, the, the Connors is good. Um, How I Met Your Mother. Um, I mean, how I met your father. Uh, I don't know. This, this week's episode was dumb. It was basically like one girl was going to see a therapist and all her friends. It'd, it'd be like, uh, it'd be like if Marshall was going to see a therapist because it's the Marshall character. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like Ted and Lily and Barney and Robin are all asking Marshall to ask their therapist questions so they can find out about themselves type of thing. Like, are they making a big deal out of this or that or yada, 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 yada. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's just something I kind of throw on in the background. Okay. Don't dislike it, but it's not, doesn't catch me like how I met your mother did. Yeah. Um, 
uh, along those lines, Night Court. Just kind of a yeah. Eh. This week's episode, we got to meet Faith Ford as the mother of Abby Stone, and you know the hijinks ensued where she has concocted this big romantic story about how mom and dad met and and fell in love at the fair, and it was the first night that they yep. met, and you know. Dan was there for the original meeting, which was that she was running an illegal poker ring and, you know, Harry threw her in jail and then couldn't stop thinking about her. And she couldn't stop thinking about him. And they've been protecting Abby all this time. And I, you know, she's like, Oh, your dad didn't want you to know the truth. Well, he's been dead for a while. So, um, I did like the one little nod there where, She's like, by the way, uh, one more thing. Abby's not short for Abigail. Your your real name is Abracadabra Stone. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I was kind of felt like an Abracadabra. <laughs> and that, that, that fits with that, Harry. <laughs> exactly. That made me pop when I heard that because you're right. It, it fits with Harry, who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's just a show that's just kind of there. Um, yep. I don't dislike it, but it doesn't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't make me run out to want to watch it type of thing. Yeah. So did you, uh, did you watch ghosts this week? Um, I did. I Isaac's did watch book? ghosts. Isaac's book. Um, uh, I liked the episode. I thought it was funny. Like the the well, so that was the, the that was the A story. Like this uh, former college classmate of Sam shows up, but she's a, a, a important writer and and she's gonna might be in the room all weekend writing. And gee, Sam, you kind of gave up your writing because you run this inn now and yada yada. Mm-hmm. And she, so she lies about Isaac's book. Uh, and the ghosts are excited and like, why haven't you put it on Facebook? Oh, because, you know, I don't just put everything on Facebook. You put like 12 pictures of the banana bread you made last mm-hmm. week. And it wasn't even that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get Trevor to put it on Facebook for her. Uh, so it's funny. Which, be- who didn't see that coming? <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because, of course, like it blows up in her face. And. Like it gets carried away. People giving her compliments and telling the truth. She keeps digging in the lie, digging in the lie, digging in the lie. And then finally at the end, she tells the truth only to have the book publishers actually message her and be like, yeah, if someone else is interested, we want to publish this. Yeah. Um, so I liked how like her and Isaac were like commiserating and just being like, you know, it's okay that the world doesn't know about you because the friend, you know, your friends that are with you, they know what you did in the, you know, during the war and the, and the role that you played and everything. And isn't all that matters. You're right, Sam. And who cares if you're not as successful as your friend, you have a great, you know, you have a great husband and Jay and you have this successful business and you have all of us and blah, blah, blah. No, they're just like, just really being accepting. And then she gets the email and they're like, Oh, to be relevant again, yeah. you know, <laughs> external validation. Yes. External validation. That's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a fun show. Like we got a, we got a J moment of like, Oh, is there a bunch of ghosts in here? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm sure this is going well then. It's It's just so good. Jay is amazing. You know, I commented on that tonight because, you know, he's not the hapless, stupid sitcom husband. Like he rolls with it. He just like walks in and he's like, 
Oh, and they're here. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing. Um, I like that they took two separate trips out past the ghost boundary. (laughs) Yes, in the car so they could discuss in private. I thought that was fantastic as well. Oh, I love it. He goes, oh, let's go get a coffee. Uh, where do you want to go? Let's go to the Starbucks. Yeah, we, we can't go there because that used to be like, I don't want to say in the same asylum, but it was like, you know, basically lots of people died there. And it's no, just, that's it's exactly very, what she said it was. It was oh, like a, a hospital for the criminally insane or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. And She's like, it just, is a hellhole. <laughs> yeah, that is like a hellhole for me to go to. So, yeah, no, we can't go there. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, I just do like the scenes in the show where like, her and Jay are having to ha- trying to have a romantic dinner, and and uh, Jay's loving it, and all can Sam is here, the ghost screaming from the other side of the door. Yep. So the B story this week, oh yes, was that, uh, and I immediately took umbrage with this. Uh, you know, Flower and Thor are sitting on the couch. Oh, and Roberta, they're watching the show, and it's to be continued. And he's like, oh, I don't like this, and he like turns off the TV. Could have destroyed the TV. I'm not sure. But, you know, he uses electric powers and flowers like, you know, I'm a hippie. I need good vibes. So, like, you can't be all angry if we're going to date. And he's like, uh, being angry is kind of who I am. And she's like, mm, then maybe you're not willing to change for me. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. That's bullshit. You know, I expect you to change for me, but I'm not going to change for you. Uh-uh. Yep. Um, but, you know, so Pete tries to teach him to be spineless, be a doormat, um, you know, and, and Pete rolls with it. Like he's sitting there. He's like, Oh, it took me many years to lose my spine. You'll get there eventually. Don't worry. Um, and, uh, then the journalist who's staying there, her boyfriend shows up and it's (sighs) Lula Borg who I fucking love. Yeah. And he's Danish. He's Danish and he's a giant Danish guy. (laughs) So Thor's like, I love, I love how Pete's like, Ooh, a Danish guy. Well, this will be a wonderful test of your, like, doormat tolerance or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So they're sitting there at dinner, and he's like, you know, oh, I hate Norway. We, we always say take away the uh, R and just call it no way, because why would you go there? If you've seen one fjord, you've seen them all. They're only good at one thing, and that's losing. <laughs> yeah. Dorfman's like, that's it. So yeah. Flower basically tells him that. And, and oh, it, again, it was like. She didn't really learn the lesson. She's like, watching you act like Pete was really like turning me off, but seeing you yeah. get all mad about that Danish guy, that kind of turned me on. Well, you know, you started the sentence by saying it was wrong of me to ask you to change. Maybe opposites attract. Maybe it's good that we're different people. So, okay, you're on the right track, but then you're like, yeah, but it was getting me hot seeing you angry. Yeah. You just told him he needed to stop being angry. Now you're saying that it revs your engine like, she just didn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's sometimes the worst. Yeah. yeah. Cause she's been, she, cause she was also bad to him earlier when she was faking her amnesia so that oh, they yeah. would, so that they wouldn't have to get together. Yeah. I don't know how many more episodes we have. Two, I believe. But it seems like with that show, every time I look on IMDb, it's like, oh, you've got two left. And I'm like, okay. And then it's like, here's five more. I I did uh, neglect to watch Quantum Leap this week. I believe I went to go look to see if we had a new episode at one point, and it didn't look like there was. There was. But there was one. I'm looking now, and I do see that there was one. So we'll have to skip it. Okay. It was, I do it know was this, good. 
two more episodes uh, tonight and next week, and that's the end of it. Um, I will say that they go like they go right heavy into um, uh, why Ian was in the memory of that person. Oh, cool. Because I had missed a detail in there. I, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention or if I just like spaced on it. But the whole reason that they were tracking down the bartender was because the bartender told Ben to leap. And it turns out that Ian was the one that was piloting or whatever. So yeah. so that's that I missed that detail in the other episode, apparently. But yeah, um, so they, they don't leave that out. They go right into it. But the story was it was good. It felt very rushed, though. Um, yeah, still a great show. Nice. We did finish 1923. Yeah. I enjoyed the series. I do look forward to the second season, but I will say ended very. Well, actually, I don't even know if it's been renewed. Has it been renewed for? Yes, it was renewed for second season, but they couldn't have known that when they made this finale. And so it ended very uneventfully, unsatisfyingly. Mm, Like they kind of like. Like cliffhangery or like that was an ending. Yeah, not really cliffhanger. Like everything was, everything is still unresolved. Okay. You know, usually on a season finale, you have some sort of resolution to certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, and maybe and depending there's on the one show, thing, sometimes you have all resolution. Yeah, but maybe there's one thing left out there, so that way, you, when you come back, they have to kind of finalize that or whatever it is. Sure. Unless you're Smallville, in which case everybody's going to die in the season finale and you don't know how many of them are coming back in the new season. Yeah. No. So in this, it was just very unsatisfying of a of a, of a season season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, too many unresolved issues. OK. Um, and I wouldn't call them cliffhangery because they're not cliffhangers as much as just like. Well, I figured he would have traveled there by now. Or I figured they would have resolved this. Or I figured we'd know more about this. Instead, it's just sort of like. It wasn't a cliffhanger like who shot JR, where I'm going to can't wait for bated breath through the summer to the fall when we finally get to see it again. It's more along the lines of like, I'm probably going to forget where we're at by the time the next episode airs. And hopefully they do a good recap to remind me mm. what the hell's going on. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh. That, that's unfortunate. Yeah, really unsatisfactory. Really unsatisfactory. Mm. I watched, uh, I think I watched two more episodes of Lockwood and Company. Oh, okay. So you went back to it? Yeah, I went back to it. Um, have you watched any of it at all yet? I haven't. I didn't think it's, so. It's one of those I keep forgetting because I don't go on Netflix very often unless I'm specifically mm. going for something. Fair enough. So. Um, it's yeah. really enjoyable. I, okay. I, I, I like it a lot. It's a good story, good acting. Um, interesting concept as far as like kids fight ghosts that can actually heart and kill people and um, adults don't. <laughs> and they're really ill prepared, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, it was it was a solid episode. Solid okay. episodes I've watched, so there's only uh I don't want to give away too much other than just say you should probably go watch it. 
Now, how many episodes are in the first season? Eight. Eight. I, I saw a TikTok the other night where somebody was talking about that. You know, they were talking about how there's uh, the TV landscape seems to have shifted so much. And, you know, this girl was like, yeah, because we used to get shows that had like 22, 23, 24 episodes in a season. You know, a season could tell this yeah. massive story. And now you're getting things that are like eight episodes, 10 if you're lucky. And they're all just kind of crammed in there really fast. So you're not spending as much time. I mean, you think about it a 23 episode season. That is almost one a week for an entire year. No, yeah. I'm sorry. That's almost for half a year. one every other week. Yeah. Or one a week right. or half one a week yeah. for half a year, which is a, a good amount of time. And typically yeah. with the hiatuses and repeats, it's a, it's a, it used to be like an early September through early June type of scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But so more the, the, World of entertainment has definitely, you know, shifted a lot in that respect. And it doesn't mean that it's worse, but it does mean that, like, everything's a lot more rushed. Everything's like, oh, we've got, you know, we're coming up on the last episode of The Last of Us. It feels like we just started it. Yeah, And now we're coming up on episode nine, which is the end of the first season. Yep. Um, You know, like I said, Ted Lasso, we burned through the whole first season, 10 episodes and a third of the second season in basically a weekend. Yeah. yeah it is very capable now to do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I like Lockwood and company quite a bit. Good. Um, interesting show. Yeah. I, I am looking forward to watching it. Like I said, though, I don't go on Netflix often unless I'm specifically yeah. going there for something. And then when you go for something, then you look through your, you know, watch this and you're like, oh, I should check that out. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but if you're not doing it, then. Yeah. Um, the only other shows I can think of, we get to talk about a poker face, Picard, Last of Us and The Mandalorian. That looks like my list as well. Okay. Um, Poker Face. I could have sworn this was going to be the season finale. It was not. Nope. The season finale is next week. But the way they ended it, I mean, it was definitely season finale ending worthy. It was. Um, th- this was uh, this was a case of. Um, what you talked about before, we've both talked about this before where you see something in the teaser trailers and you're like, well, we haven't seen that yet. So, and like you said, we've seen a trailer with Ron Perlman in there. We have not seen Ron Perlman yet. So I, I was like, this can't be the end because we haven't seen fucking Ron Perlman yet. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, we know it's getting a second season. Yes. I don't know. It's just the way it ended. So like this episode essentially Starts out with jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's on house <laughs> arrest. He is getting restless. I'm going to let you continue. I just want to say one thing. Go ahead. Last week, we were complaining that the show was a bit formulaic. This week, they heard us and went, oh, okay, hold on. Let's change that for you. Yeah. Continue. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt, we see him every day uh, basically working out. And drinking his greens and ordering from like a food delivery service and being a douche and not tipping. And after we see this, like almost like um, 
Groundhog's Day of him repeating the same day over and over again. When he, the food delivery guy leaves it away from the gate instead of hanging it on the gate, we, f- we realize that, oh, he's on an ankle monitor. Mm-hmm. So he's trapped at home for some reason. Um, and and then, part of you wonders, because of the snow, maybe, you know, sure. he's just snowed in. Yeah, but nope, he's, he's trapped at home because he's got an ankle monitor on house arrest. Uh, the thing deactivates, he gets a call from his probation officer and saying, hey, the storm knocked out the train, you know, the, the satellite, basically. Um, I'll be there at 7 a.m. to check on you. Don't screw screw up on this and do something you're not supposed to do. Oh, I won't. And immediately goes and jumps in his, you know, fancy Lamborghini or whatever the car was <laughs> and takes off. Um, driving excessively fast for these snow-covered roads during the storm. I mean, just like you're asking for a crash. Yeah. Um, he avoids a deer, but then hits somebody, a woman. Yep. Calls his you buddy. You can tell that by the uh, by the very pointed boots. Yes. We don't know who it is though. Calls his buddy. Says, "Hey, I need to use the spot." They go take and dump this body. We haven't seen a face yet. Um, yeah. In this the tree spot. thing. Yeah. I need the spot. So they had a spot. Yeah. And it's almost like it was somehow like under a tree where they just dumped it into a hole that went under the tree and whatever. Um, yeah. And of course, there's there they they've been longtime friends, but there's some douchebaggery going on from one to the other uh, from the guy that's under house arrest, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character. Um then we it took me cut. way too long to realize that his buddy was Diego from Umbrella Academy. It like I am just it, now realizing that because you said it, but yes, that one hundred percent is. Yeah, it was like when they were actually talking to the third party in the room. I will say, yeah. not to jump ahead, but oh, no, no, I, I was looking at him and I'm like, oh, that's fucking Diego. Oh, okay, yeah. So we we see Charlie and she's trying to bum for gas. Uh, at this gas oh, no. station. Oh no, no, we we see her. She's she meets some handsome guy on a trail hiking, and they fall in love and have like a, a whirlwind summer romance, where she's never gonna leave this magic mountain that she's on, and she's so happy on and on and on until <laughs> winter comes, and they, they evidently broke up, and now she's <laughs> trapped there, and it's a shithole, and she calls it shit mountain. And what's the name of the episode? Shit mountain. Escape, Escape from, from shit mountain. Shit mountain. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, she meets this girl who is a she likes to snowboard around, but she's also a wicked thief. And throughout the episode, she probably steals Charlie's wallet five, six, seven times. Yep. Charlie catches her every time. Um, so then you're like, oh, was it Charlie? Because essentially after they they dump the body. There's a knock on the cab on the door because like they're fighting in the office of this hotel. Mm-hmm. motel and there's a, a pounding on the door and they open the door and there's the 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 body on the ground by and the way they, the pounding on the door was so loud and concussive yeah, yeah but then when we see what happened to make the pounding on the door it did not match up the activity did not match up to the noise that we heard like that was like boom boom boom, boom. like somebody really violently pounding on the door oh yeah and then when we see the flashback it's like that is not what it would have sounded like. But we see like the body on the ground and you think they're going to shoot her, but then Charlie's car pulls up. So then we cut to Charlie and her whirlwind romance and then meeting this kleptomaniac and then them hitting on, getting on the road together. 
Uh, and then they go off the road to avoid a deer and get stuck. So the other girl goes back to walk back to the gas station to get help. And Charlie stays there. And then she gets out of the car and sees a deer. And then we find out she was the one that was hit by the car. And she got stove up bad. Mm. Bad. Uh, we see where she wakes up in the spot, drags herself out, drags herself to the hotel. And then we have this game of. Oh, and then, of course, that cuts to like where they come out and find her on the ground and then Charlie's car shows up and we see that it's the other girl that she had picked up in the car. And basically she was trying to steal Charlie's car and leave her there, but mm-hmm. couldn't because the road was closed. Um, now we see like the guys basically plotting, what are we going to do? And Charlie figuring out, Hey, there's something wrong. And, and then, Joseph Gordon-Levitt really proving the the big piece of crap he is because there's been another girl missing for 10 years and he's involved and it was a good story. It was a good story. This one, uh, I I told Julia, this one played out more like a horror movie than, than the murder mysteries that we've been seeing. Like there was a murder that had happened. There was a mystery, but this was more like misery. You know, they're all snowed in, they're trapped. There's just the four of them here. Um, Everybody's suspicious of everybody else. You know that there's been foul play. You know that there's more to it than anything else. You know, Charlie, when she dragged herself up to the front door and banged on it, it was with the um, upper leg bone of the girl who went missing because the spot. That was the other thing. They couldn't identify what the. I hate it on show when, when shows do stuff like that. Like it's so blatantly obvious that is a hip joint socket and that is a femur. Like, yeah. Well, the fact that these two guys knew that this girl was dead out there and that they had yeah. buried her. Right. And so they dragged Charlie in along with the incriminating evidence and left it over by the fire on the floor for and everybody to see. And didn't notice it. Right. Yeah. Nobody noticed. Um, right. I, I I don't buy that. I don't buy it for a second either. That is just a bunch of bull. Yeah, my wallet is firmly closed in my pocket because I'm not buying it. Yeah, no, I'm not buying um, it either. But yeah, other than that, though, it was a very, very tense episode. Like mm-hmm. everything was like nerve wracking. You again, you know, it's going to be a second season, but Charlie was in a lot of danger. Yeah, but you also don't know, like, what's – I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like we were watching Last of Us tonight, and the wife was just like, just remember, they're not going to kill the main characters. This isn't Game <laughs> of Thrones, you know? like Even though Bella Ramsey comes from Game of Thrones. Right, exactly. But this isn't Game of Thrones. You know, we you know, and it's just the same thing kind of watching Poker Face. Like, I knew that. Uh, I know that Charlie's not going to die, but it doesn't mean she's right. not going to get stove up, which is what happened. Yeah. You know, um, I thought this was the season finale, quite frankly, the way it ended. You know, um, Charlie is fighting out with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. She's got stabbed in the chest. She gets dumped back in the hole again, along with his buddy, because he did away with his buddy. And then he's JGL's racing home and you know, thinks he's going to make it and then realizes that his ankle monitor was cut off when she <laughs> hacked at his leg. And that was grotesque. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was right up there with pet cemetery. <laughs> it really was. 
<laughs> and then we cut to Charlie in the hole, and she's got the monitor in her hand, which she would have dropped at some point, so whatever, besides the point. And then we see, like, her exhale, like, take a breath. Mm-hmm. So you see, like, the, her, you know. And so they find her and the other two bodies, and they find the, the car. Um, and they essentially say that Charlie's dead because that woman had stolen her ID again, her life, yep. her wallet again. So, like, to me, I'm like, oh, this is the perfect season finale. Charlie's in the hospital. She's got a neck brace on. She's got pins all through her leg from her knee from where she hurt her leg. Her other leg's got a cast on it. She's all stove up. She can't move. And she's got Jane Doe on her tag because they don't know who she is. And the news has just announced that Charlie's dead. But then we cut to Benjamin Bratt's character who's like, you know, like, I got her. You know, like, what do you want me to do? Or, you know, whatever it is. How soon do you want her dead? Uh, or whatever. Oh, no, he said... He said, yeah, we've got her. The only question I need answered is how deep do you want the hole dug? Thank you. So see, I was that, just, was, that was another ruining thing, though, yeah. because in the beginning of the episode, the credits said guest starring Benjamin Bratt. And we hadn't seen him yet. So, again, I'm still like, oh, this is the season finale. There's our cliffhanger or the fact that, hey, this is our season finale. Everyone thinks she's dead. So now she's going to take the summer to heal up so that when we come back next season and we see her again, she's on the road again. Cause she just spent the year, you know, the month summer in the hospital healing and yep. whatever, whatever physical therapy and whatever. So instead we're going to go into the next episode and unless they do a time jump or whatever, it's going to be what Charlie in the hospital fighting for her life, which is just, I I think that we're going to pick up with Benjamin Bratt getting her out of there and taking her to the dad. I think that the dad wants to see her in person because of all the trouble that she's caused. Yeah. And he is going to he's either going to use her, you know, and be like, I need your help with something. Yeah. And then I'm going to kill you because he's not going to be like, I need your help and then I'll let you go. Um, right. And somehow she's going to get him caught or out of the way and he'll be in jail, but he'll be like, I will still stop you. It's going to be, I I think they're going to jump right into it though. I think he's going to be the focal point of the mystery because they have to have some kind of a mystery. So I think that's what it's going to be. My guess at least. It's, It's valid. It's very plausible, but not plausible. Okay. What do you want to talk about next? Or do we want to do trailers and talk about these three at the end? Might as well do trailers and talk about these three at the end. Cause all three of them are very fresh and very good. And yeah. Uh, you sent a ton of trailers. There were a lot that came out, not necessarily a lot of good, but there were a lot that came out. I didn't say you sent me some awesome trailers. I said you <laughs> sent a ton of trailers. Yes. Let's be clear yes. on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems like forever ago that I had heard that they were making a TV series based on true lies. Yeah. And I have no interest. I don't either. Like it looks like they take the concept of the movie and they cram it all into the first episode so that then every other episode is them dealing with both being together, being spies. The the premise of true lies is that he was a spy. She was not. She thought he was boring and plain and wanted some adventure. And so he kind of arranged some adventure for her. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but it resulted in them getting in real trouble, her finding out what he really was, and then them saving the day at the end. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie concept. Yes. That and then we get, the little, great... we get the little tease at the end, you know, that they're working together on some stuff. Yeah. But that is not a great TV concept to me, because like you said, once she finds out that he's a spy and then they have their hijinks and then like that's resolved. Now they just keep working together. Now it's Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's not true lies anymore. And who, what are they going to do with their kids? Like, like, it's just like, yeah, no, like it's just, you know, what's very interesting is what? I'm looking at the IMDB page and Ginger Gonzaga, who was the best friend in she Hulk. And yeah. now she's playing, um, Helen. Yeah. She's in 13 episodes. Steve Howie, who plays Harry is in nine episodes. So that tells me that there are four episodes with no Harry, only Helen. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Hmm. But yeah, no, I just doesn't make me want to watch it. No. The only thing that I liked, um, honestly was, I can't believe they brought Beverly D'Angelo in for it, uh, was seeing Tom Arnold and having his little exchange where he was basically like, uh, they were the guys like, I don't like getting out of the van. He's like, no, you never get out of the van. Always stay in the van. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you sent me the trailer Dead Ringers with Rachel Wise. You forgot Peter Pan and Wendy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Peter Pan and Wendy. Your kids and Dead Ringers it. with Rachel <laughs> yeah. Wise. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'll be honest. The Peter Pan and Wendy trailer did look pretty good. Eh, I, I've never been a big fan of the Peter Pan story ever since I was a kid. Part of that could be because my dad liked to talk about how he always wished he could be Peter Pan and how he felt like he never grew up. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dead Ringers, just a massive teaser. She's playing either like a split personality or twins or something. I believe it's twins. Okay. Do you know, is this based on any other type of medium? Hold on just a second. Dead Ringers. Oh, it's based upon a David Cronenberg film from 1988. Yes, with Jeremy Irons, of all people. Yeah, yeah, they gender flip the characters. Yeah, yep. based upon yep, David Cronenberg. Um, yeah, should they, they be play, interesting. They played identical, identical twin gynecologists. Psychological thriller. Um, yeah, yep. love Rachel Weisz, so absolutely, I'll check it out. Um. Boy, I feel like we have to go down a ways here. Um, Fatal Attraction is also getting a TV series. Once again, um, I saw the trailer. Don't really care about it. Love the actors. Don't really need to watch it. Yep. Uh, the Haunted Mansion. This looked really good. It does look really good. I think it actually looks really good. I'm kind of interested in what that. I'll, I'll watch that when it's on Disney Plus, not in the theater. Yep. Yes. Yes. Same. It's funny because we were getting releases over the last week, like Jackie Chan's going to be Splinter and John Cena's doing Rocksteady. So we're getting like voice actors of who's going to be in this new Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. Uh, which I assumed meant they had to film it or record it, but essentially, no, the trailer came out. Um, huge cast. Seth Rogen wrote and directed this thing. He He's playing Bebop. John Cena's Be- Rocksteady. Yep. So. 
Yeah. Like you said, Jack Chan's Master Splinter, Rose Byrne is Leatherhead, surprisingly. You got Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko, Giancarlo Esposito as Baxter Stockman. That's pretty fucking badass. Like, Baxter Stockman was always such a weaselly little guy. Now it sounds like he's going to be a cool, calm, collected badass because it's mm-hmm. fucking Giancarlo Esposito. Yep. Ice Cube is Superfly. It's good, yeah. So it looks it looks interesting. It it very much gave me vibes of um, Into the Spider Verse, like yep. that animation yes. style. Yes, yes, it did. Honestly, it made me want to watch it more. Like I'm not dying to see it, but I was like, yeah. wow, this is damn nice. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Citadel. Okay. This looks interesting. Amazon Prime movie. Um, TV series, like, I believe. I thought it was a movie. You sure? I thought it was a series. I. It could be. I just thought it was a movie. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's a TV series. It's going to have, um, looks like to be six episodes. Amazon Prime. April 28th. Yep. Show is described as an action-packed spy series with compelling emotional center. That was a little synopsis on it. Um, Richard Madden's a badass. Priyanka Chopra's awesome. Fucking Stanley Tucci. Yeah, I know. It looks really good. Uh, Allegedly, it looks like they are spies that work for a corporation or company or whatever it is, an agency that has no affiliation with any countries around the world. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, apparently they are part of some sort of program where either they've lost their memory or have had their memory erased or whatever it was where they don't know each other. Um, yeah. But yeah, have basically the born identity somehow. Kinda, kinda like one remembers her but doesn't know who she is and then she like i i've seen you in my dreams and mm-hmm. lots of action lots of fighting she was in that show was it quantico i think it was quantico yeah. where they were like a bunch of fbi recruits and somebody got murdered and it was like high drama and okay action i stuck with it for about one season and now she's married to joe jonas um and of course he you know the main character there was rob stark so he he's yep. got the uh, acting chops. I'd say so. Um, let's see here. Ghosted. Ghosted. What do you think of that? Um, I think it's an interesting flip on this, where basically Chris Evans is the. Uh, it, it's one of these like you would normally see, say, uh, the spy who dumped me with Mila Kunis. You know, the the tough, rugged spy who doesn't tell her he's a spy. And so she haphazardly has to figure out what's going on. Uh, this is the opposite, where John Cena meets her, uh, Ana de Armas. Uh, they have basically a one-night stand, one-weekend stand. He's like, oh, I love her. And then she kind of ghosts him. So yep. he decides he'll go over to England to surprise her. And uh, turns out she's in the CIA. And... He gets captured and tortured, and it's much more like comedy action than James Bond. Right. But of course, they still let Chris Evans be a badass by the end because he's Chris Evans. Well, yeah, he's got him, man. He's Captain America. Yeah. (sighs) But I I think it looks really good. I'll check it out. Yeah, I will too. It's uh, that's an Apple TV Plus, and I believe that one is a movie. Yes, it is. 
And uh, do you have anything else, trailers and news-wise? Uh, yeah, I put one piece of news. Oh, it, not like news news, but just to let you know, um, this Thursday, part two of season four of You hits Netflix. So all of season four will be available as of this Thursday. Okay. That's all I got. All right, let's move on to the shows we're going to have spoilers about. So if you don't want to hear spoilers about Picard, The Mandalorian, or Last of Us, please join us next week. Please. Please join us next week. Uh, Picard, thoughts? Uh, Picard, thoughts. So it kind of a roller coaster here. Um, in the beginning, I was getting a little bit tired of them being on this ship in this nebula. Like Star Trek is famous for nebulas and quasars and, you know, just, oh, these pockets of gas and such, um, where you can hide and you, it's affecting sensors and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was getting a little bit tired of that. I was a little tired of the cat and mouse with the Shrike. Um, not that it's bad, but it was just annoying. Uh, when they started really getting pummeled and the captain got knocked down and he transferred control over to Riker, uh, I kind of liked seeing the the rift form between Riker and Picard. Well, Riker was putting the safety of the crew and the ship ahead of everything else, and Picard wanted them to turn and fight, turn and fight, turn and fight. And unfortunately, what they're doing is they gave us that uh, flashback in the beginning with the de-aging stuff, where it was the birth of Will's first kid, um, who he has lost now. Um, But basically, they're turning it into a, once you're a dad, everything changes. Once you're a dad... You know, you make different decisions. You got to be safer and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, they even bring that up where Riker says to Picard, you know, he's like, oh, suddenly, you know, you've got a kid on the ship and you're acting different, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of that, but whatever. They're telling the story the way that they want to. I'll forgive them. Um, I did like, though, when we cut over to Worf. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. I have never loved Worf more than the character that he is now. The fucking ninja samurai um, with the code of honor and the I've learned that anger doesn't suit me. I've learned that you have to be you have to find balance. You have to find peace. Oh, fucking Ronan Worf. I could watch an entire series based on this guy, Uh, especially watching. um Raffi, which we've always known her as Raffi, and he refuses to call her that. He calls her Raffaella. Yep. Because um, yep. that's her name. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's so disciplined and everything, and she's tweaking out from the drugs they shot in her eye. Uh, they tracked down the guy that ordered the hit, basically said, you know, kill her. Uh, and they're interrogating him, and Raffi's just, man, I'm fucking, man, I'm going to kill you, and blah, 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 and we'll carve off pieces and Worf's like you don't need to be like this I used to be like her really angry we don't have to be this way anymore um it all kind of as it starts culminating I started liking it more yeah um because it felt more like Star Trek at that point when they start trying to track down why the Shrike keeps following them why yes why they can't how how, how do they know where we are where we're supposed to be yeah and it's because they're leaking a very specific um coolant that you know keeps the warp engine stable and uh they find out it was sabotage and seven of nine helps uh 
Crusher's kid, Will or whatever. Jack. And uh, Jack, yeah. <laughs> Will was the other kid. Um, oh, she she threw back to that too, didn't she? She's like, I lost my son, Will, to those saint stars yes. that you have in your eyes. And yeah, she basically read yes. Picard the riot act as to why she didn't tell him he had a kid. Um, but yeah, when that starts happening and then you get the, uh, the changeling and we're going back to the well, dominion wars. So what was cool about that is like when the changeling reveals itself to Worf and Rath or Rafi, whatever, Raffaella, uh, because it doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and then Worf just shoots it and it, the whole thing vaporized. I liked that instead of it becoming invincible because it was a blob. Yes. Uh, but then we get at the same time, there's a shape, a shape, uh, Changing on the ship, and that's why the cool. That's why they've had the sabotage and the issues they've had. So, yeah, and it's you know, Worf kind of gives us the uh, the narrative about it while we're watching him re-sabotage the Titan, uh, and basically says, yes. you know, after the Dominion Wars. You know, the the changelings were a huge threat. It's kind of Star Trek's version of the Scroll Wars. I, yep. I don't know which came first comic wise or I'm uh, not even going to get into it, but it's the same kind of thing where you have this entire race of sentient beings who can change their appearance to look sound smell like anyone that they want. You know, they're perfect infiltrators, yep. um, but they have to reconnect to what did he call it? The central yes. core or something like yes. that. Yeah. Um, every so often so that they can regenerate themselves back in liquid form and come out solid again. Uh, but they were a huge problem for the Federation when the war ended, then they stopped being a problem except for one splinter group, you know, of terrorists that broke off and, you know, Worf had a connection who told him about that. So he knows that they exist. And, uh, yeah, I thought that, uh, it was very interesting how the Shrike was using that portal weapon so expertly. Yeah, that was so, a little... So repeatedly, and the Enterprise just kept falling for it. It was like watching a Wiley e. Coyote episode. It, you know, yeah, that, they, was, that was a little annoying, quite frankly. Yeah, let's warp! And then they warp right directly into the portal and come out in front of the Shrike. Yeah. And they're like, let's try it again, let's try it. And Picard's finally like, Will, it's not working. You need yeah. to stop this. Or when he's like, Will, you need to open fire. And so they decide that they're kind of stuck where they are. Um, and the Shrike is using their vapor trail to track them so they can come around behind them. And when they do that, they hit it with everything, which apparently was just three photon torpedoes. Because it's all they four. fired. It was four. Okay. And and then the Shrike opens the portal, and so it comes up behind them, and they shot themselves. Yep. Now they're getting sucked into the black hole, and, you know, you've killed us all, Picard. Yeah. Remove yourself from the bridge. You've yeah, just I killed just... us all. <clears throat> but they said, like, five times in this episode that this nebula that they were in, that they were picking up electromagnetic and biological signs. They said it over and over. So it's going to turn out to be some kind of sentient force inside there as their gravity weld down into the middle of it. <clears throat> um, not that that's a bad thing, but no, again, but 
<laughs> I, I think Family Guy said it best when uh, they were doing the Empire Strikes Back episode, and they were like, we're all going to die. Uh, no, we got like four or five of the main characters on the ship. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's enough main characters on the Titan right now that we're not worried about it. Yeah, no, nobody's going anywhere. No. Um, we um, uh, Cameo <laughs> of the week, though, for me, was... Scream Queen Tiffany Shepis. As Who was the she Doctor playing? of the Titan. Oh, was that who that was? Yeah. Hmm. You did That's not know cool. this, I take it. I did not know this. Nope. Yeah, I think her husband ha- is one of the writers on the show. Oh, okay. I think. Let's see here. Oh, I'm not going to find it here. I'm going to have to go to IMDb. But yeah, I think that's kind of how she got the gig. Um, but I don't care. I was happy for it. Yeah, I was going to say, does it really? No, it doesn't. But it was a fun little cameo for me, if you will. I don't know if we're going to see her on the show more, if she's going to be a regular. I kind of hope she is. Her role wasn't huge by any means. Um, but, you know, good enough. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, overall the, the episode, as we went into it, I was like, okay, I'm getting bored. Uh, by the time it ended, I was like, I'm fucking here for this. Like I, I was sad that it ended and I wanted another one immediately. Yeah. So they almost lost me. And I don't mean lost me as in like, I would have stopped watching, but it would have probably been relegated to like a background show. Um, but this definitely definitely got me excited for the next episode. Like I'm really looking forward to it. Yes. I'm very curious to see what happens next. Very curious. Um, side note, have you seen this Coke zero, the move one? No. Coconut. Oh, I'm not a big coconut fan. So thanks for the warning. I enjoy coconut. It's definitely coconut. Like it is clearly coconut. I tried that one, whatever it was like starlight a while back. Yeah. That's not very good. That was garbage. I actually like this quite a bit. Mm, Nice. Yeah. Uh, You want to go last of us or uh, Mandalorian? Let's go Mandalorian. I'll say straight away. Mando was too short. 38 minutes with credits. It felt like the episode just started and it was over. That was, that's my. Yeah. They really declaration, but (laughs) no, they really uh, tried to cram too much in. And this was a show that I always liked the fact that, you know, you would have one episode that was in one location. And then the next episode was in another location with another story. This one, they, they almost did too much. Yeah, it was. Uh... I thought, okay, right in the beginning when we had the crowning of the new child Mandalorian, I, I thought, thought that this was... was a flashback. I did too. I thought that was Din. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's this weird, like, giant reptile alligator creature. thingy, alligator turtle, because it had a shell, um, I guess. But, uh, and they all like it pops up out of the water because this is where the Mandalorians have now recludes themselves to. Yep. And 
the way they kept going on the child, yes, I thought that was Jin, and that they were going to do a thing where because he the child the, the kid kept coming in like he was going to like, do something to stop it, uh, and then uh, you then you see a Mando ship flying and he blasts the shit out of the giant alligator turtle creature. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a good battle before that. It was very Mandalorian. Yes, you know, yes. flamethrowers and and grapple guns and landmine you know, type rocket packing. And, yeah, yeah, and and then all of a sudden, you know, they're all fighting, fighting, and you know, the minigun and and get down. And then he just comes in with his ship, and he's like, boom, boom, dead. Yeah. Then just kind of lands, and he's like, hey, um, here to get your blessing to go get some water. Yeah, and basically he speaks to the armorer, whatever her name is, and she's like, "Yeah, you have to go back to Mandalore and go to below the city, and there's the wells, and you gotta bathe in them and get your forgiveness." And it's like, "But Mandalore is an opera, you know, inhabitable. This is the way." <laughs> yeah, this is the um, way. Yeah, and I, I like how he had the fragment of the Mandalorian text on the green crystal. And she's like, Oh, well that's just further proof that the entire surface has been turned to glass. Like, yeah, you're, you're never going to get under there and bathe in the waters. Yep. So yep. of course he will. Cause well, yeah, I'm sure he will. He's Mando. Um, uh, but you know, Grogu is with Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to Navarro. We see grief Garg, uh, who's now the, the, what do they call them? The high magistrate, the boss. Yes. Oh, he yeah. makes sure, you know, magistrate. Uh, it's high yeah. magistrate. Yeah. Um, Oh, you got the kid. His name is Grogu. Oh, okay. It's got a name. Um, I hated the fact that they basically are like, Oh, uh, they, they talk about who was it? Um, what's her name? Oh, Gina Carano's character. Gina there. Carano's character. Yeah, they bring up like, where'd she go? Oh, she got recruited to this and left or whatever. Like that's how. Okay, she's done. Yeah. Well, they'd um, already fired her last season, so they had oh, to kind yeah, of exactly you know touch upon that a little bit. But uh, basically, some pirates show up, and they want to go into what is now the schoolhouse and have a drink. And Grief's not having any of it. And there's a gunfight. Mando, of course, kills a bunch of people. Which is I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, it was it was just a good episode. But you're right, it was a lot of like, hey, we have to set up for this. We have to set up to go here, you know. So he's there for a short time. Um, leaves, so, gets chased by the pirates, outsmarts them, uh, goes to Bo-Katan, and basically, she basically like, tells him to fuck off. Yeah, she's like, well, I came back with the dark saber, so they all abandoned me. Yep, they're all out being mercenaries now. Yeah, so maybe you show up with the dark saber, they'll follow you, or maybe you should just like. Yeah, she's like, wave it around. They'll do whatever you say. Yeah. Don't forget that he also insisted that uh, IG Eleven be reactivated. Yes, yes. And And Babu Frank is going to be trying to work on him, but can't fix him. But can fix him. But can't fix him. But can fix him. Did we get Babu freaking um, Last Jedi? I think so. I was okay with that. That was cool. This felt to me like um, when you're playing an RPG, 
you know, yes. to use a video game reference. Uh, you're playing an RPG. You, you know, travel from town to town. When you get to a new town, there's like all these side quests available for you. So you go and you collect <laughs> them all up. And it felt like that's what it was. It's like, okay, so now he's got to get to the, his main quest is to get there and bathe. But first yep. he's got to find out about Gina Carano's character. He's got to help stop the pirates. He's yep. got to get IG-11 reactivated. He's got to go talk to Bo-Katan. He's got to outrun the pirates that are now attacking him in space. Yep. Like, what else do, does he need to do? Well, like, how many more like, side quests does he need? I think, to me, I think it's like, all right, we've covered all our bases. We know what happened to Gino Carraro's character. Bo-Katan has said, hey, everyone abandoned me. They're mercenaries now because you don't have the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, we have Carl Weathers who's just like, I'm the high magistrate now. This is how I roll this shit here in Navarro. So, like, we've shored up all those things for them now to go on this quest to Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And then now we quest to Mandalore for the rest of the season. That's kind of how I look at that. Yeah. But it was too short. Like it was over like, like that for me. And I, I wanted more. I remember at one point pausing it and seeing that there were 10 minutes left. And I was like, shit, there's only two minutes left. Cause eight minutes of it'll be uh, yeah, credits. Right. <laughs> right. But, um, I, I enjoyed it. I have no reason today. I'm not going to hate on it. I can't wait for the next episode. I look forward oh, to watching more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Great show, way too short. Yeah, way too short of an episode. Yeah. Last of Us. This was, was I just watched this before we sat down to record. I watched it live last night. Well, like a half hour delay, but sure. This this was the one that I've been waiting for. And they did and didn't disappoint. How they, okay, how. No, you go ahead and I'll. I'll speak to it afterwards. So we meet David, who is a cult leader, preacher, fake preacher, and his flock who are at a. uh, um, They're not in a town. They're in a resort where they've all kind of held up and, and that's where they are. And that's his camp. And they do what he says. And we find out eventually that it was the four men that Joel and, and Ellie ran into after they couldn't find the fireflies and De- was it Denver? Yeah. Yep. Um, were these four people were on a scavenger mission from this community. Mm-hmm. And of course they needlessly attacked Joel and Ellie just to, to attack them. And then we have the fight. Joel kills the guy, he hits the bat, he gets the bat stabbed him, et cetera, et cetera, to establish where they are now. So of course, when they go back, they don't tell the truth of what really happened. They, Say whatever makes them look good. Yep. Um. So we establish we meet them. Uh, Ellie is trying to keep Joel alive. She goes out hunting, shoots a deer. Uh, David and James, David's like number one, if you will, find the deer. And they're just going to take it. But Ellie is like, nah, it's my fucking deer. You don't touch it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, just hold on. Like. By the way, like, that was a real rifle that she was holding, so yeah. it made it look extra awkward. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's funny because they in the in the post they talked about how they filmed this in February in Calgary. Yeah, it was freezing, and then you see they have these giant fans to right? blow the snow and make it more <laughs> cold for the actors. Um, but essentially, Ellie trades penicillin or antibiotics to them for like half the deer mm-hmm. um 
And David basically reveals, like, I know you're not with a large group. I know it's just you and this guy. I know he's injured um, because, you know, he needlessly murdered one of our friends. And Ellie's like, that's not how it happened. Um, But it's weird because James comes back. David demands he puts the gun down. They give her the penicillin. She runs off and ejects it directly into the wound both times because she's a kid. She doesn't know what the fuck to do. Right. Julia was losing her mind on that, by the way, because she went to nursing school. So she's like, do not put it right. Oh, my God. She put it right in the wound. Oh, my God. But she's a kid. It makes sense. That's the thing. When When he starts to get a little better, she's like, oh, my God, I must be doing it right. Yeah. She's 14. Yeah. You know, so even like and they even said about this is the episode where you get to play Ellie as the character who's fighting. Yep. Even then, like she yeah, she's a badass, but she gets beat up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, she's I mean? still little because she's still a little kid, basically, you know, who's just trying to assert her dominance. And so she's going to the men show up the next day to kill Joel and take her because David wants to take her and everyone else is like why we should just kill him and be done with it well especially they're like we're starving that's one more mouth to feed right that's the big thing um yeah we'll get to that uh but david wants her alive so she heads off on the horse and shoots at them with a handgun and flees to try to distract them to lead them away from joel they did a good job covering the, the entryway and everything, too. Heck, yeah, she did. They shoot the horse out from underneath her, and she gets knocked <laughs> out. And James is going to kill her, but David stops him and takes her back to the compound because we find out quickly. Huh? Plus the horse. You know, yes, that's me. drag the horse back, and if you want vengeance, go have your vengeance. So he leaves three of them behind to go find Joel. Two of them drag the horse back, and he takes Ellie. And it's because he essentially wants to be a super creepoid and and marry her and make children with her because they can lead together because you're strong. He starts telling her stuff that he that he, and he even says, like, oh, I haven't told anyone else this, but you're strong and you can handle it. I can tell it. I need someone strong like you because these are these people are sheep. They follow me. They do what I say. Mm-hmm. It's like even when you see them sitting down to eat a meal, they all have like a very small portion and his portion alone is four or five times the size of theirs. Yep. You know, um, Ellie's locked up. Yeah. Go ahead. Say not to mention what? No, go ahead. You're you're coming to it. Well, that's the thing. Ellie's locked up. She's doing the, I, I was appreciating the fact she was trying to check for what loose nuts and bolts and screws. And how can I get out of here? You know, blah, 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 blah. Can I climb up to get out this window? And then he brings back, then we, she sees something and she gets freaked out. And you're like, oh, is it, is it an infected? What's going on? What's happening? And he brings her some food and slides it under the thing. And she's looking, looking, and he turns and looks, and it's a human ear. And immediately, just like that, like a bum rush in my brain, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's the Donner Party. Mm. I, I'm like, they're cannibals, honey. And she, Kate's like, oh, gross. And then he literally, and he doesn't try to cover it up. He doesn't explain it. He just goes, well, for what it's worth, that really is venison in that stew. Mm-hmm. So earlier on, when the girl, when this one woman says, what, what, what's that meat? And the guy goes, venison. Nope, it's not. <clears throat> yeah. Nope, it's not. So, he then so that goes, whole scene where he uh, slapped that girl for speaking out of turn and then yeah. picked her back up, put her at the table. He was essentially feeding her her father who died, the one that yep. Joel killed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, but. As he said, there's only a few of us that actually know the truth. 
everyone mm-hmm. else, no one else realizes that we're feeding them, you know. But I would have told you eventually. Yeah, I would have told, but I would have told you eventually, because you can, you can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking creepy. Fucking <laughs> creepy. <clears throat> so while he's got her in the cage, though, he he takes it a little too far, puts his hand up there, you know, oh, kind of yeah. pokes her in and she puts her hand on top and then he puts his hand on top and then she fucking snaps his finger. Yep. And, and tries he, to get the keys. She almost gets the keys and then he grabs her and slams her head right against the steel bars, breaks her nose. I love this part. Yeah. And, and basically that's when she tells her name for the first time. She's like, Ellie, Is, he's like, what? Go tell him Ellie's the little bitch that broke your finger or the 14 yeah. year old girl that broke the your little finger. girl that broke your finger. Yeah. yeah. Like, he calls her Charlie, you, know, or Tom. <laughs> yeah. You know, after he does it and everything. And, and, and then on the other side of things, we see Joel and, and Joel is, she's, she kind of wakes him up. It's like, they're going to come in here. If they come down here, you fucking kill him. You tell him, you know, I'm going to try to lure him away. Joel hears the guy sliding the thing away from the door and he manages to pull himself up and the guy comes in and I love it. It's a quick, he just stabs that fucking guy right in the neck. Right through the back of the neck. Yeah. So that it got his throat so that he couldn't scream for help or anything. And I love, he just holds on. They collapse. And this is what's great to me. Like the guy's got this crazed look on his face, but you look and Joel passes out. Uh, yeah. From the struggle, but the guy's yep. dead anyways. Like the guy dies after Joel's passed out, and then Joel kind of wakes up, and then you see the other two guys, and he manages to subdue, subdue them because the penicillin's working, and he's yeah. trying to get information. Don't forget too, they did a really good job with casting these guys because these are all starving people. So even yes. though they're dudes, like they were all scrawny. They were long hair, beard. long beards. Yes. Very scrawny, et cetera. Yeah. So these were not guys in their peak. No, you know, they, these no. were people who are malnourished and who are struggling. They, they don't even like their leader very much. So nope. yeah, the but fact that a sick man could overpower them is much more believable yes. than if they were, yes. you know, prime Raiders. Well, the, well, the first guy, he struggles to kind of overpower what he does. Mm-hmm. The other two, he basically knocks out. He gets the jump on. Yeah, and then drags them in and tapes them up and everything. <laughs> and he stabs that one guy in the knee and made me cringe. Oh, so take your kneecap off. I'm just like, oh my mm. god, my knee starts to hurt. It did. Uh, yep. He goes, you're gonna point at this map. You're gonna point where we are. Or you're gonna point where she is. And then. Uh, and it better be the same answer that your friend does. Yeah, it better be, be the same answer that your friend gives me, or else. And immediately made me think of the uh, the, the the Indian couple, yep. where he goes. Did you tell him where did you tell him where we are? Yep. Well, did you tell him the truth? Or are you lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> did you tell him the truth? Yep. You telling me the truth? You know, like <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, but the guy points it out. Joel kills him anyways. And there's like, why'd you do that? I ain't going to tell you shit, Joel. That's OK. I believe him. And then beats him to death like metal pipe right down on top of the head. So, again, this whole episode, you keep waiting for Joel to show up to save Ellie because we've seen all this. And now she's attacked David and David pulls her out and drops, puts her up on the butcher's block and they're going to kill her. And then she screams like, I'm infected, I'm affected, infected. And they stop. 
And she's like, and now you are, because she bit his hand and, and really drew blood on his hand. Mm-hmm. And they pull her sleeve up and they see that the heel, the heel from her bite and everything. And David's just like, yeah, no, this doesn't even look real. And James like looks fucking real enough to me. Yeah. And they're both distracted enough by it that she grabs the butcher knife, the cleaver and right in James's throat. Mm-hmm. And then she flees. And again, now Joel showed up at the compound. He sees a blood trail, goes into it. He sees the horse. He keeps walking and he sees bodies hanging, headless bodies hanging because they're meat. And it's just like, oh, they're eating their own people. Mm-hmm. Like, Why were the but, arms missing, though? Because like, they already ate them. I, I guess, but you'd get more meat out of the legs and the torso than you would out of the arms, I would think. I don't, Maybe I don't know. the leg and the torso last longer. I don't know. I'm not Maybe. a cannibal. But um, but to me, I'm like, wait a second. They have three bodies hanging. Mm-hmm. Well, this doesn't. Hold on a second. Like, how did how do people not notice these people are missing? And how do they not know that they're being fed themselves? Denial, um, I guess. I, I'm going to assume that you know the guy that Joel killed is one of them. Um. Yeah. And I can't imagine that everybody's living healthy, wealthy lives. So, you oh, know, so they just die naturally. That's what I'm that's thinking. Why, like, oh, it's too cold to dig up the ground. We'll have a funeral for him right. in the spring. Yeah, no, they're eating him. And, yeah. and, you know, out there in that barn, it was freezing cold. So it was basically yeah. a meat locker. Um, yep. Yeah, it was a meat locker. Don't know how long they've been there because they've been doing this for a while. It's not like they just did oh. it with her dad. Yeah, so, no, this has definitely yeah. been ongoing. Yeah. Um, you know, we have the game of cat and mouse with Ellie and David, you know, in the actual lodge, if you will. She takes a, a piece of wood from the fire, throws it at him and catches a curtain on fire. The fire spreads. David doesn't seem to give a shit about the fire. He's just too hyper focused on finding her. And, you know, it's it's you have these moments. She gets a knife. He's taunting her. I'm not going to kill you now. I'm going to I'm going to reeducate you, basically. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that. She charges at him and he goes to swipe at her, but she's short. So she just ducks it and puts a knife right in his gut. Uh, there's a struggle. She's uh, he's getting the best of her. And you keep waiting for Joel to show up. You keep waiting for the door to get broken open. You keep because he said, you know, like, oh, I locked the door. I have the doors are locked. I have the keys. You're not getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie gets the upper hand because he's wounded and he's hurt and she's full of adrenaline and she goes ape it with that head cleaver yes and this is my favorite part she steps outside she opens the door goes outside because she unlocks it and she's walking and joel comes up behind her and grabs her she screams for a bit till she realizes who it is and they hug and then he calls her baby girl mm-hmm. finally yep, <laughs> yep. yeah uh, <laughs> I got, a, I got, a, I got, a, I got a tinge of emotional when that happened. I was just yep. like, I, I was like, oh, finally, like, yeah, um, yeah, because that's this, a really big pivoting. See them have, yeah, th- this was a big pivoting point for both of them. You know, yeah. unfortunately, it was a negative one for her for the most part. Um, well, pretty traumatic experience she had to go through. She's been through a lot of traumatic experiences when you look back, yeah. just the ones that we've seen in the show. Like that's not even including where's her family, you know, right. they don't, don't talk know. about where her family is. Right. Um, 
the it, everything. We don't know how uh, Riley died. You know, did she yeah. have to put her down herself? Right. Was, right. was this like a murder suicide pact or, you know, cause obviously Ellie didn't kill herself. So yeah. did she have to put Riley down? Did they just part ways? And she was like, when will I see her again? If I see her again, is she going to be infected? Like, so she's been through so much stuff. Henry yeah. and Sam, uh, Kathleen's people, uh, Tess, like she, she's been through so much. And then basically, uh, captain pedophile here, Threatening to uh, rape her, eat her, you know, everything under the sun. She thinks Joel's dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm very excited. I mean, I hate that the season finale is this week. Like, I hate we have one episode left. That sucks. Yeah. Excuse me. But I'm also, at the same time, very excited um, to see what this final episode is. Um, I have no idea what the story is because I've never seen the video game and I'm okay with that. But at the same time, it feels really weird because it felt to me like from episode one, the quest was to find Tommy. We found him two episodes ago. Mm. We're not finding him again. Is the quest to find the fireflies? Cause they seem to be disappeared. We have no idea where they are. It's almost that it almost seems secondary as to what's going on. Um, Joel's primary quest was to find Tommy. Joel yes. needed to find Tommy. Um, he was supposed to deliver Ellie yeah. to the fireflies because the, the scientists remember they said early on that they had scientists working on the potential for a cure, but her blood would probably be the key to that. So he's supposed to deliver her to them so that there can be a cure for the world so that maybe the world yeah. can get back to. Yeah. yeah. So, at the beginning of this, I told you that it simultaneously was was good and disappointing. Yes, yes. What was so, disappointing? So there were a few things. Obviously, they've talked about this in the behind the scenes, but they've taken out a lot of the gameplay aspects of the show or right. in the show. Um, so like the scene out in the cabin where she's talking with David, like that goes on a lot longer because they get in, they get attacked by infected. And the two of them have to hold off the infected. And then you end up like under the cabin in some tunnels. Um, It's a much more tense encounter than just sitting there talking to this guy who's creepy. Um, Then we've got what happens is there's simultaneously you keep switching back and forth. So it plays out just like it was where you know Ellie leads them away and then she gets captured. You wake up as Joel. And you start heading out there, but then the action keeps flipping back and forth in a much more like tense way, because as Joel, you're trying to get through, you know, you, you pop into a gas station, you hear some guys talking about the girl that they took and you're like, shit, I've got to get to her. I've got to get to her. Like watching Joel here, it wasn't nearly as intense. Like he was just heading in the direction of the blood trail, but in the game, it's like super tense. And you're like, I got to get there. I got to get there. Then it flips back over to Ellie and she's dealing with Dave and almost getting her, her arm yeah. cut off. And then it flips back to Joel and you're fighting through the snow and you're trying to take out these guys who, you know, the zero visibility. And it's just, it's so tense and it's so back and forth. And you're just like everything culminates so much more than it did in the show. Like this was good in the show, but it was so like the buildup was so amazing. And the fact that you'd be playing that all of a sudden it would flip over and you're like, fuck what the hell. Um, and then it would pick up 
a little bit further on, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, you go right back into Joel's shoes. The moment he was there, it was just so intense. And it was, this is why I was so looking forward to it. I was hoping more for that, like flipping back and forth. So it was a little disappointing there. That being said, they gave us a lot more of David's people. Um, you didn't see any of that in the game. You didn't see. What's that? That was another thing I had when the, when the episode got over was, where the fuck's the rest of the town's folks? Right. Don't they see that fire? You know, you would like, think you would think that they would come running. I honestly thought the 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 guy that Joel killed, her daughter, who was very pissed off and wanted them dead. Like I thought, like her and Ellie were gonna get into fisticuffs. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just, but I just, I don't know what's gonna happen in the next episode. They're clearly not in the mountains anymore. Um, Which, again, in the game, you basically murdered the entire town. You Joel fought his way to Ellie. Ellie was fighting her way out of the building. So yeah. everybody was fucking killed at their hands. That's how you explain the building burning down and nobody coming running. I mean, well, they came running, but then they were killed. <coughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it. So we got to see David's people. We got to see the piss poor conditions that they're in um the struggle that they are they weren't just nameless faceless grunts in a video game these were actual people you know children and women and sickly looking men who were all struggling with this lack of food um also i i had to read this because it's been a while for me but david was creepy in the game but he was not as creepy as he was in the show so in the game, he still had that scene where he like put his hand on Ellie's in the cage and got his finger broke, but that's about as far as it went. Like they really ramped him up. It was always kind of hinted at. We all kind of knew like this guy's probably a creep. He's probably, you know, wants to have sex with her or do something with her. Um, they pretty much spelled it out in the show versus in the game. And it was kind of a, there was a controversy about it a few years ago where basically Nolan North, who played the voice of David in the game, um, said that, you know, he got into character and he's like, you know, I'm looking at this guy. He's, he's a fake preacher. He's got his people. And he kind of, he did not defend him, but he was like, this is how I'm playing him. He's creepy in this way and this way, but you know, it was a little less, um, forgiving. Whereas Troy Baker, just a few years ago, Troy Baker is the voice of Joel in the games and he was James in this episode. Um, so Troy Baker had done an interview and he basically said that David was not a villain. Um, he said that nobody was a villain in this world, that everyone's just doing what they can to survive. And he said that David was not a villain. He was basically a father. He said that he's the mirror image of Joel. And he's doing whatever he can to protect his people the way that Joel's doing whatever he can to protect his people. And, you know, he, he really kind of doubled down on defending David's character. And a lot of people took issue with that and were like, dude, not cool. Because back then, just, you know, what we saw in the game, they never overtly said this guy is trying to have sex with Ellie. This guy is, you know, going to manipulate rape, etc. Um, but it was, it was kind of, you, you kind of got that feeling. So for Troy to be like, no, I think that he's, he's a perfectly good guy. He's just trying to defend his, his people. 
a lot of people took issue with that. Um, so that was an interesting dynamic to see then them in the show here, double down and be like, no, we're going to show you just what a piece of shit he is. Like we are going to prove it. Like Neil Druckmann kind of hinted at it in the game. We are going to prove it very clearly that like when he says, you know, didn't you know, that's the, uh, the fight is what I like. That's the part that I like the most. Oh yeah. So, yeah, that was a bit over the top. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really liked the episode, but you know, if I'm being honest, I wanted more of the back and forth. I wanted more of that thrilling, you know, Joel having to get there, trying to get there. Like we yeah. barely saw him trying to get there. And, and I get that they took out a lot of the gameplay elements and you didn't want to show them just straight up murder spreeing guys. Right. But at the same time, like you said, it leaves that hole in the plot where you're like, where's the rest of the town? Why is nobody trying to fight the fire? Why did nobody come out with shot with gunshots or anything? We'll see like her asking, you know, like, where is everyone or like, how did you (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And then we cut to him just murdering everybody. Could be. Um, Could very well be. But I know where they're going for the last episode and it, it will be tied up nicely. So. Um, it's interesting because like you're watching this and the majority of people are watching this <laughs> with the, the aspect of having the gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, and, but, but you're not saying the book was better than the movie. Nope. Not at all. Um, you're, but it's funny because you ha- almost have that. I know the storyline. I've read the book, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's like, uh, the hunger games. I actually read all three books. I was excited to go see the first movie. I went with you and Jew and others. And mm-hmm. uh, um, I was so disappointed in the movie because the movie yeah. could not, in one two and a half hour movie, it could not encapsulate what the book covered. Right. You don't get that first person narrative in, in the movie that you got from the book. They didn't relay that successfully. Right. So I just thought the movie was was the shits. So I didn't mm-hmm. bother watching part two or the double part three because that was two two parts, if you will. Right. Um, and I have no regrets. Right. At all. Um, but it's nice to hear you're not saying the book is better than the movie. No, they're, they're both yeah. very different things. You know, yeah. like I said, there's so much gameplay in the game that is not yeah. included in the show, but that's what it is. It's gameplay. You know, it's sneaking around clickers and it's yeah. crafting shivs and it's putting together, you, you get a bottle of alcohol and you're like, do I use this to make a first aid kit or do I use this to make a Molotov? They don't need to show that stuff in the show. The show is hitting the story beats. You know, they said early on yeah. when they announced this, that this was one of the few games that could really be done well as a show because there's so much story to it. Yep. versus gameplay um so i'm enjoying the hell out of it i julia and i have decided that uh when the first season's over we're going to go and play the game yeah. a, a good run through will take like 15 hours total so a little bit longer than the actual show and and by that way, we're going to go see... play the game she's going to sit on the couch and watch you play correct yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, unless she wants to, like there's, there's nothing stopping her at that point. She does play some games. So absolutely. Um, but then I told her that she's going to make a choice. She can either, we stop there. And then when the second season comes out, watch it fresh and unadulterated, or we can play through the second game and 
she could see why I hate it so much. And I'm really not looking forward to the second season. Oh, but that'll be, that'll be a whole other discussion when we get there. And it is not, uh, anybody who's listening, who's rolling your eyes right now. I have my own reasons. I will go into great detail. It is not for the reason that you think it is not for the reason that 95% of the community got up in arms about the second game. That that's all I'm going to say. No spoilers or anything. Just, it is not for that reason. Uh, I have my own reasons and I would be happy to discuss them with anybody that wants to discuss them. Well, it won't be with me. (laughs) It will be when the show comes out. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that's all I got. Well, I don't have anything else either. And of course, as always, I, I, I immediately, I came into this thinking, ah, this is not going to be a very long episode. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Here we are indeed. So, well, we're good at what we do. I think you're so. good at something. You never do it for free. <laughs> Except we do well, this for free. Let's say we kind of do. All right. Well, that is uh, that's everything for me. Uh, so that being said, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm Superstar Mel. He he's literally on Twitter right now. I'm I'm watching him play on his phone. I'm not actually on Twitter right now. Uh, my friend just sent me a link on something on eBay, and I'm going, holy shit! I've never actually seen one of these in person, type of thing. Huh? Like I've I've seen an old ad for this poster from WWF in 1984, but I've never actually seen the poster available. Oh and, wow. And uh, now it's just like, but do I want to spend this kind of money? (laughs) Well, that being said, I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. That's the show. We'll talk to you next week.